Hello, 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 and welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where we help you make the most of your Disney vacation using tips from experienced people just like you. So sit tight and let's get started. Welcome, welcome, wel- welcome to episode 16 of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and this episode is titled Riding Disney's Carousel of COVID Progress. That's right, this episode is going to take a look at all the changes Disney World has made when they reopened, how I already planned my future vacation, and how I'm managing my expectations for that upcoming end-of-year vacation. And let me tell you, it can't come soon enough. Here's how this episode is going to roll. First, we're going to take a look at some of the important changes Disney World has made to make for a COVID-safe vacation. Then we'll take a peek at how I planned our end of your trip. And finally, the next steps on that trip and how I'm managing expectations. So sit back, enjoy the show, thanks for listening, and let's go on that ride. Okay, before we start, I want to apologize for the past few months' hiatus. Really, with everything going on with COVID, I just did didn't think it was worth a podcast talk about how you should plan a Disney vacation when I didn't even know what Disney World was going to look like. Now that I have a much better idea, we can have a much more fun conversation planning your next trip. Okay? So, enough of the public service announcement. Let's jump in to the main part of the episode. So you say you want to go to Disney World, but you have no idea what to expect. I get it. Maybe a little nervous, and I get that too. I'm the guy that still walks around with the KN95 mask and makes sure his kids wear them when they're away at school. From all the reports that I've seen from guests, Disney's doing an exceptional job with meeting or exceeding safety guidelines. And if you want to play along with Disney, you can have a, bel- a blast. Do you know why? The social distancing means no huge crowds in the parks. Woohoo! How awesome is that? Well, it's not really that awesome because of COVID, but you get the idea. At a high level, Disney has reduced park capacity and implemented social distancing on the rides. So besides spacing people out, this is translated into less attractions. More on that in a second. You need to wear an approved Disney mask, which means no neck gaiters, no mask with valves, and other requirements. Your best bet is to go to the Disney website and look at their mask requirements just so you get an idea of exactly what's kosher or not. They're cleaning more often, and guess what? You need to pass a temperature check before you're allowed in. Oh, and that mask? You aren't taking it off, even if it is super hot. And I mean super hot. The only time you could take that mask off is when you're eating while sitting down. That's right. You can't walk around eating your Mickey ice cream uh, cone or your Mickey pretzel. And no drinking beer while while walking, because that means you'll have to take your mask off, and that's a no-no. Do you get all that? Because here's what's happening because of all that social distancing. First, how you get to Disney World? Remember the Magical Express? Or what I sometimes refer to as the Magical Mystery Tour? Well, it's definitely not so magical right now because Disney is not, and I repeat, not getting your luggage and delivering it to your hotel room. That's right. The best part of Magical Express is gone. You have to go get your bags on your own. 
You're such a peasant now. They also have a suspended resort airline check-in, which is a real bummer. So once again, you have to take your bags to the airport and check in there like a peasant. Magical Express? Eh, it's not so magical. It's just a bus ride to and from the airport. It's kind of, you know, kind of a bummer because the luggage service is not going to be there and you can't check in. But, hey, you're in Disney World, right? So now you got to your hotel. Woohoo! You know why it's a woohoo? Because it's a lot less crowded than the past. That's great news too, right? Are you hungry and you want to eat in your room? Well, make sure you bring it on your own to your room because room service has been temporarily suspended. How about those magic bands? Nope, they didn't get rid of them. They're still there. But unless you are an annual pass holder, you have to pay for them starting in 2021. I'm not sure that has anything to do with COVID, but hey, let's not let a crisis get in the way of making some changes, right? Trying to slip in some changes. So now unless you're an annual pass holder, you're going to have to pay for that magic band. Okay, you've gone in, you've checked in your hotel, dumped off your bags, you're ready to go to the parks, right? Well, first you can't buy new park passes for 2020. So the earliest you could go, unless you previously bought passes or you're an annual pass holder, it's January 2021. That seems far away, right? Nah, it's not so far away. I'll tell you why in a second. So let's say you have your park passes and you want to go to the parks. Great. Now you need to make a park reservation. And guess what? It's one park per day. So people, get out your crystal balls and try and figure out where you're going to be on each day and pray you get that reservation. Oh, and this means no more park hopping. So once the park is closed or you're tired of, at the, you're tired of riding all the rides at that park, you're either going back to your hotel room or you're going to Disney Springs. So pick your park. And have fun. The other good news is the rides don't have the rides don't have as long lines or long waits. The bad news is that there are no more fast passes. That has been suspended most likely because the crowds aren't large. But I have this little sneaky feeling that Disney's running this giant experiment on all of us, trying to figure out where people go when there's no fast passes. I wouldn't put it past them. I'd probably do it myself too if I was in charge of Disney. Anyway. The crowds aren't going to be as large, but that doesn't mean, that means you're waiting for the bigger rides. And if it's a weekend, expect the rides, the waits to be a little longer, especially if you pick the wrong park, which is probably Hollywood Studios, because the Florida annual pass holders could have booked that park for the weekend. When you're in the park, don't expect parades or fireworks, wah, wah, because they are canceled until further notice. Also, some of the rides or attractions that you're used to going to see may not be available, like Enchanted Tales with Enchanted Tales with Belle or Monsters Inc. They're not open. You want to take a ride in the Disney World Railroad? Well, not right now because it's shut down. Make sure before you go, you visit their website to see which attractions are open. It's a lot, so don't get worried. It's just little bits here and there are being suspended. Once they strip away your your all these little extras, your Disney World trip right now is all about the rides. Woo! That's great. Oh, one other thing I forgot to mention. The super popular ride, Rise of the Resistance, now has two queue times, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., which means you get to be doubly disappointed when you don't get a virtual boarding pass. 
Well, I've actually gotten virtual boarding passes both times I went, but it's kind of an you know kind of a little bit of a joke. But anyway, you got 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. to try and start to try and score a virtual boarding pass. All that walking around the parks with a mask on probably got you a little hungry. That's great because I love the food at Disney World, especially if you've been paying attention to where I tell you to eat. However, a lot of the quick services at kiosks are closed. So again, check out the website to see what's available. One thing you won't be able to use right now is the Disney dining plan because they temporarily suspended it. So in order to get discounts on food, you either need a DVC membership, an annual pass membership, or the Disney Visa Rewards card. And those usually get you about 10% off the food costs at most sit-down dining rooms. Or, if you're smart and have DVC, you got Tables in Wonderland. And that gets you 20% off food and alcohol. Woohoo! Keep in mind that it appears most of, almost all the character dining has been closed, and their dinner shows are also closed. Finally, unlike in the past where you could make a reservation 100 days in advance, which I always recommended you do, now you need to set your calendar alert for 60 days out. Oh, one other dining trick that I forgot. If you're going to eat at Disney Springs, the best place to look for those reservations is on Open Table. Not Disney's reservation system. I've always gotten a dining reservation on open table for Disney Springs. It seems to me, I'm not confirming, I don't know this for sure, but it seems to me the restaurants put more available reservations on open table than they do on Disney's reservation system. So, if you try Disney's reservation system, can't get a dining reservation for a Disney Springs restaurant, make sure... You check out Open Table. It's always worked for me. I'll be surprised if it doesn't work for you. Another fun part about Disney is the shopping. But there are also some COVID changes too. Evidently, no more dressing rooms. So take your best shot on an item's fit. And you can no longer ship packages back to your hotel room or to the front of the park. That's been suspended too. The good news is you could ship home, which I always do and always recommend, especially if you're buying a bunch of items from one store. I think the problem with the shopping is going to be is that if you buy a couple little tchotchke things along the way, you now have to carry them with you the whole time. Used to be, you know, you send it to the front of the park, enjoy your day in the park, and then pick it up as you're leaving. Or if it's enough items and you don't want to do that, you ship it back to your room. That's no longer available. So... I don't know. Maybe they'll change some of your shopping patterns. Okay. So imagine it's the end of the day. You've rode all the rides you wanted. You shopped till you couldn't anymore because you can't carry your bags around. And then you had an awesome meal, especially if you're paying attention to some of my dining reservations. What else can you do? Well, not a lot because there's no more fireworks and no more parades. No more Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. And probably no very Merry Christmas party. Pirates and Pals fireworks? Nope. Keyword fireworks. Not available. Fairy tale fireworks? Not in the short term. Want to go to the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique? There's no Bibby or Bobbing boutiquing for you right now. Dinner shows? Nope. No hoop-de-doo doing for you this time. Also, you can't build a lightsaber. Boo. How about caring for giants? Giants are up close with rhinos. Nope, those are COVID no-nos. There are some tours available, so the best thing to do is to check in with Disney 
on their available experiences when you're in your 60-day booking window to see what's available. Wow, that's a lot of changes, and that's not all of them. So what am I doing? Well, we pushed our Disney trip, December's Disney trip, back a few days, and my girlfriend Lisa and I fly out on December 28th. And then the college kids fly out on January 1st, and we'll all be there together through the 4th. I guilted them into going this year so we could all celebrate my birthday together in Disney World. That's right. The kids are too big now that they're in college to go to Disney World, so I used some Jewish guilt to get them to go. Eh. Well, it worked out because guess what? The kids arrived January 1st, 2021, and that's the first day you could buy new park passes. I've already booked out all of our park reservations and got every park we wanted to go to. We had no problems. Remember that. It's a tip. When you're going to go in 2021 or any time in 2020, as soon as you decide to go, go in there, make sure you have valid park tickets, and then reserve your park every day before they're gone. Lisa and I fly out on December 28th, and we'll go to Epcot after getting our bags. And going to the hotel to drop them off, <laughs> that's quite a switch. Because we usually just go straight to the parks. Day two, we head to Hollywood Studios for our first Rise of the Resistance Day. Day three is Animal Kingdom, which is a Lisa favorite. And day four, which is New Year's Eve, will be our classic Magic Kingdom Day. Which I assume would be one of our more pleasant experiences because it shouldn't be crowded at all. I'm hoping. Come on, Disney, give us some New Year's Eve fireworks. Hopefully, they'll change your mind by then. Then, when the kids arrive on January 1st, we'll do the exact same four parks again in the exact same order. When I'm 60 days out, I'll start booking the dining reservations. I do expect some of our all-time favorites like Morimoto Asia, Wine Bar George, Flying Fish, Crystal Palace on our Magic Kingdom New Year's Eve day. Maybe they could talk me into California Grill. I don't know what I'm going to do about the experiences, but when it's my time to come, I'll, I'll at the 60-day window, I'll try and get some, something different. When it comes to park rides, I'm going to go back to the old way of doing things. That's right. I'm going to have to go sign up for touringplans.com and get some walking tour guides. Those guys are the best because they're, since there's not going to be any fast passes, the idea is for you to walk in decent patterns around the park. That way you minimize your wait time and minimize crisscrossing back across the park. Little do you know that the bigger experiences are usually spread out from one another. Think about Hollywood Studios. Tower of Terror is next to Rock and Roll Roller Coaster. That's easy. But then all the way on the other side of the park is Toy Story Mania or Galaxy's Edge. So... You want to try and walk in good patterns. The guys at touringplants.com really do a good job of doing that. Used to use them all the time, especially, especially when there are no fast passes. I'll let you know when I get the rest of my plans together at the 60-day booking window. It's still a little too early, so when we get there, I'll let you know how I did. And that's it. That's a thorough list of all the COVID changes that I think are important and my plan for our annual end-of-year trip. What are my expectations? Well, it's definitely going to be a different kind of trip. A trip mostly focused on rides, 
because those little extra magic touches won't be there this year. Come on, fireworks on New Year's Eve. I'm also expecting more downtime than ever before because park hopping won't be available. So when we make dinner reservations and say we start a day at Magic Kingdom, we won't be able to go to Epcot for dinner. That's going to be a little bit of a different switch, and that's why I've also booked two days at Epcot. I think that means we'll be also at Disney Springs more often than we've ever gone before. And I'm also expecting much smaller park crowds than what we're used to, and that's a good thing. Do you think I'm a bad person if I hope that the parks stay empty when a trip comes around at the end of December? Just one time I could be really a lot less crowded than ever before. Does that make me a bad person? I don't think so. I'm also expecting more hotel and pool time than ever before because of the lack of park hopping. And there might be less shopping because we have to carry our purchases with us all day rather than ship them back to the room. I know, big problems. I'm expecting this to be a little different vacation than the past. But that's okay, because we're all excited to go back. My son hasn't seen Galaxy's Edge, so that will be super fun. Also, for the four, first four days of the trip, it would just be me and my girlfriend. And we had a lot of fun when we did our No Kids Disney vacation last fall. Sadly, we won't be able to take part in some of the additional experiences I signed up for when we had our spring vacation, spring 2020 vacation canceled. Well, at least as of this recording, those additional experiences won't be there, but maybe they will. Who knows? I'm still expecting a lot of fun. However, if you're looking for parades and fireworks and additional magic, you're going to have to wait a little longer. Assuming things kind of go back to a new normal. So if you're waiting for those kind of things, you might want to wait on your Disney World trip. And that's a wrap for episode 16. You got a way thorough review of all the COVID changes as of this recording that I thought are important for you when planning out your Disney World vacation. You got a peek into our upcoming annual end of your trip. And I laid out my expectations for that awesome trip. Sorry it took me so long to get this one out. COVID-19 and the stay-at-home orders didn't really have me in a creative mood. But now I'm back, baby. I'm already working on my next podcast, which is going to look at my dining reservations that I make 60 days out for that upcoming trip. And that's it. Thanks for listening to episode 16. And thanks for going on this ride.